0: Science of the Southland, May 17th. Mr. Grant, I need to hear about the dumbest sports, uh, sporting event ending that you have ever seen in your entire life. For example, I will go first. Liverpool won this weekend over West Bromwich Albion by scoring a goal on a set piece with their goalkeeper on the second-to-last kick of the game. Go for it.
1: Um. Well, we can pull out some recency bias here, and I can talk about the White Sox game I was at yesterday in which the White Sox were trailing, uh, going into the bottom of the ninth, needing one run to tie, two to win. Um, Tim, uh, I think Tim Anderson, might not have been Tim Anderson, though, uh, boinks a ground rule double into the opposing bullpen, uh, putting a runner on second. He eventually is brought around to score uh, Joan Moncada runs through a stop sign at third on a single and gets gunned out at the plate to make it two outs. And then, uh, Jose Abreu winds up on third, uh, in which case, uh, he is, uh, Wade Davis spiked a pitch in front of the mound and it got away from the catcher. The catcher did not toss it to Wade Davis, who was covering the plate. And, uh, Jose Abreu was able to get his arm, uh, into the plate and avoid the tag very deftly. Uh, no matter what Mike Matheny says, Mike Matheny is wrong. I've seen this from like all the angles, but I think the the dumber part is obviously this play went to a replay, and so it immediately takes all the wind out of the sails. And then like, yes, they confirm the call stands on the field, but like that's not the same as hey, uh, the reigning AL MVP just stole home plate uh, to end the game. Uh, so yeah, a lot of lot of shenanigans at the end of that one yesterday obviously there's probably dumber things but off the top of my head that was a pretty uh inside baseball ending to that game so what
0: you're saying is var ruins everything that's what i'm hearing
1: honestly yesterday might have turned me into one of those crazy people who think that the game is better without any replay uh i don't know if i'm fully on that train but your, your
0: take is still baking in the oven is what you're saying yeah
1: i i don't have any logic to support it but at this point i kind of i kind of like the take i'm exploring the emotions that come with it
0: speaking of stupid sports endings uh currently as we record this on monday like i said may 17th the ncaa women's soccer championship is on my tv and that just went to uh penalty kicks so we might be doing a little more uh, live sports coverage later on
1: tonight. But we we, I mean, As I, a podcast, first. who do we want to win? Santa Clara, kind of. Yeah, that's fair. No AC. For context,
0: Santa, it's Santa Clara versus Florida State. Florida State has won a championship recently. They have a couple of U.S. women's national team prospects, um, and they have had recently. Santa Clara has US national team history. Uh Brandy Chestnut Allie Wagner, Daniel Slayton. I think I'm missing one more, but um they haven't won a championship since oh one, I think. So
1: Give give it to the non Knolls. Uh it's uh You don't want to
0: talk about the Knolls?
1: No, I'd I'd rather not talk about the Knowles. In fact, I'm I'm upset that we're doing this much talking about the Knolls. Just kidding, but also not really.
0: OK, let's let's move on. We we have other sports to talk about, many of them Georgia Tech related. Let's start with Club Lacrosse, which was at the MCLA tournament this past weekend, or at least at some point during our uh, unexpected two week hiatus. So let's talk. They beat UVU, which I assume is Utah Valley University. I'm a bad it podcaster is. for not looking at it, but they did lose to BYU, which I know is Brigham Young University, uh, in the semifinals. How do you want to start dissecting this?
1: Well, first, I want to say it's, it's a good thing that you got uh, BYU right, uh, because otherwise, you'd have some very angry people in your emails, um, a la Gary Barta. Uh, you mean Gary Farta? Yeah. Thanks to our, uh, illustrious, uh, how, how do, how do we describe podcast
0: me- friend online friend?
1: Sure. Online friend. Um, if you, if you don't subscribe to extra points, go, go read about Gary Barta and the angry- Gary Farda. <laughs> Gary Farda. Yes. Uh, and, and we hope your thanksgivings are what you deserve or whatnot. Um, anyways, um, club lacks, uh, Utah Valley was a good win. Uh, Going to be honest, I just followed on Twitter because uh, I do not have uh, the wherewithal to pay a bunch of money to watch uh, a live stream of a Club Lax game in the middle of the day. Um, BYU win, less so. Uh, that was pretty tight. Um, generally, it was a two goal deficit for most of the game. Uh, I want to say, obviously, there's some flux in that. I believe the final score was a little more than that. Uh, but, uh, you know, BYU is a solid program. I feel like we always. Uh, if not run into them are hearing about them at the end of each year as it goes to tournament time. So not, not really a lot of shame in losing to them, but uh, you know, you're you're one game from a championship. You want to make it there and it's, it's sad not to do that, but they'll be back next year. They, they always, they're always back. They're always back. I don't know where they keep finding these kids and how they get them all into tech or maybe tech is just a maven for, Nerdy lax bros. I don't know, but uh, if you have any insight, let us know. We would we would love to know how all these kids kind of wind up here. I I guess I this is weird that I'm the person asking this, considering you know you're the club sports person. You're
0: this is knowledge you're supposed to
1: have. But like like with swim club, we don't recruit anybody. They just kind of show up. (laughs) They so
0: so uh, my understanding is that. Club Lax does do a spot of recruiting. And
1: I don't do think they, they can promise absolutely. scholarships,
0: but they, they do recruit and do camps and all that fun
1: stuff. They definitely have a, a scholarship network. I, I can say this now as the <laughs> the uh, chairperson of the Swim Club alumni board. Uh, that's new news. Akshay's just learning. But um, no. We I, have I, other
0: I, new news. We'll talk about it.
1: I, I know for a fact that Lax does have some sort of scholarshipping involved. But there's no way, no way a club team has the kind of pull to get a kid into Georgia Tech. Like, well, well, here's the thing. I don't think it's Georgia a get Georgia into
0: Georgia Tech deal. I think that's more of a – obviously, that that's sort of the waiver system that we, we're familiar with from the D1 sports, right, um, when it comes to grades and all that fun stuff. I I think for lacrosse, it's more of a – you have an abundance of talent, like a stupid amount of lacrosse talent that's developed over the last 20 years in in the North
1: Fulton and North Georgia and North Central Georgia area. The division hasn't grown to keep up with it, especially in this part of the country too.
0: Yeah, and I mean you don't – I don't know if Georgia has a lacrosse program. So like, that's number one. We obviously don't. We don't have either. Um, So it's just clubs for both of, for both of our programs in the state of Georgia, your pickings are kind of slim. Um, Most of that talent will go up to the mid Atlantic, um, which is where, you know, lacrosse programs exist. Uh, Not really over here. So you really, you have a glut of kids from the North Fulton, North Georgia area that play lacrosse they played at a high level but they also don't necessarily want to leave the state or they're not necessarily good enough to get a division one scholarship um i I mean obviously if you get a division one scholarship you're very very good like let's uh let's be clear about that but they're they're just not at that same level and so they come to tech they get their degree and they're also able to play casually well quote-unquote, casually, more casually, even though it's very competitive, um, through the club program. Mm-hmm. All right. I did some digging. There are You, ten...
1: you were digging while you let me talk. Yes. Uh, there are 10 conferences in Division I that sponsor men's lacrosse. There are some obvious ones. ACC, which I believe all five of them qualified for the tournament this year. So go ACC. Um, Big East, Big Ten, uh, which Johns Hopkins plays Big Ten lacrosse? Go figure, uh, Johns
0: Hopkins. John Johns Hopkins, big, big, big lacrosse school.
1: Yes, big, 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 big lacrosse
0: school. You could <laughs> argue that they invent almost invented the sport the way that I, they
1: they are known for their lacrosse program. I believe uh, Shackelford Stanwick, the greatest sports name of all time, played varsity lacrosse at Johns Hopkins but maybe it was serious Is this
0: a reference to esoteric Chicago City
1: Sports? No, no, it's just some guy with a ridiculously great name. Um what was I going to say? Obviously Ivy League, Patriot League. What is the one southern-based D1 conference that sponsors men's lacrosse? Do you know? Well, you already named the ACC, so it's not the ACC. Well, I really think it's CAA.
0: Really
1: it uh, wait. Does CUSA count? And do they have it? No, CUSA doesn't have it. Keep guessing. Sunbelt. Nope. Is is it the Southern? It no? is the SoCon. Woof. Yeah. Uh. So yes, no. SEC lacrosse is very much not a thing. Um. Off the top of my head, just from scrolling through this list, I don't believe any SEC schools sponsor it. Even looking, looking Big East, uh, not America East and then the ACC you got Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, Notre Dame and Syracuse. So uh nothing this side of Chapel Hill. So uh
0: that is what you call a big oof.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh it's I guess a a light existence here in the southeast. Of course, Georgia Tech used to have it back in the 20s, but um as a pet project
0: of a single
1: administrator. Yeah. Yes. Um who would just come and get shellacked by northeastern teams again we've long held that men's lacrosse is probably i'd it's say probably the, d1 caliber yes the the most likely to to make the jump but like even from us talking about it you dear uh dear readers dear listeners because you know visual medium um Podcasting visual ten medium conferences maybe probably not even a hundred schools playing it there there's a a Definite vacuum in, in terms of talent, and that's definitely something that can contribute to, you know, the 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 Georgia Tech men's lacrosse team being being what it is. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I think, like you said, we we've established that
0: the men's lacrosse team is probably the next uh, likely to go uh, to move up as a program. Also, congratulations Santa Clara for winning uh, another national championship in soccer. Oh, um, you have to
1: pay for seafood on that campus um what was I gonna say
0: well, well no, what I was gonna what I was gonna finish the statement with is they're not the only program and we're kind of you know spooling the wire here at this point um they're not the only program that I think tech should add to its arsenal right and I think we've talked about that I mean you have a a lot of programs that tech could add, especially when it comes to title nine, right. You yep. have. You can add men's lacrosse. You can also add
1: women's lacrosse. You can also add women's golf. Well, you can add women's soccer. I need to soccer. jump in on the. I need to jump in on the women's golf because I was spitballing. You get, you
0: get a couple minutes.
1: I was going to say I was spitballing this take. we um, were baking this some take some, some li- really lit uh, West suburban silver uh, softball high school softball this afternoon, and um, men's lacrosse and women's golf are probably the two most obvious ads but the biggest problem here is men's lax adds more scholarships than women's golf does so even though you know we have a a women's golf program or a men's golf program that already has facilities it's only what 6 7 scholarships probably you're not getting nearly enough to balance out the fact that oh hey we're also going to drop the i don't know probably if, if baseball is 11.7 it's probably around 11.7 for for a men's lacrosse team, right? you'd think.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
1: of course I could do better prep and look it up. He says as – uh vamp vamp vam. vamp. Yeah, you go vamp on what you were going to finish too. I felt bad kind of interrupting No, No, no,
0: it's just I think I think our argument and we've been we've been batting or beating this drum for a while, right? is Tech does not have to stay at 17 programs. 17 is the minimum. Tech has the where I think it comes down to money. We we got a we got a mailback question about this, and I, and both of us agreed it comes down Ooh. to money. Um, but at the same time, it's not unreachable, right? I think you can find big money donors for Georgia Tech lacrosse. In the North Fulton, North like North Georgia area, I'm saying North Fulton because that's because that's what I know at least from
1: experience. Um, I think think the biggest problem with that is land. Like, yes, money is obviously a factor, but where are you going to put a lacrosse, a soccer facility? Because obviously, we we game this this out. out. We We spent like three and a half
0: years on that campus gaming this out. It's that lot on West Campus next to Tech Parkway that is currently a parking lot. Just raise it and put a stadium there. Yeah, there's a bunch of parking nearby. There's like a there's food places right across the street. It's easy.
1: I have an update, by the way. Okay. Um, NCAA lacrosse men's twelve point six, so more than baseball. Men's golf, for the record, is four point five. Women's golf six scholarships you
0: can afford 6 scholarships at minimum. Just uh I think 12, I think 12 is where you have to start like making sure that you have big money donors, but I think you can find room in the budget for 6. Well, especially with already having the golf facility built. Yes, you don't have to build new you might have to build them a new like a new locker room, but I don't even think the
1: men's golf has a locker room on campus. I think it's all in they All have a to the right of the, the Bobby Dodd Tunnel. Mm, the, old, the old tunnel, and yes. Little sign that says, George, home of Georgia Tech golf. Yeah. I
0: know what you're talking about now. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We've, we've spun this, this uh, spool, this wool. I don't know where I'm going with this metaphor a little too long. Uh, let's move on to talk about one bit of basketball news. Uh, Chris Bosh was elected to the Basketball Hall of Fame congrats yeah. to him. uh still no word on when he's returning to finish his degree.
1: That uh that that man has his nest egg, he may not need it. <laughs> but you know, if if uh if it's good enough for Calvin or Mark Teixeira or uh or uh, I I don't know. Name another great... Garcia Parra probably. Sure. Yeah. Um then then who knows? Maybe Maybe Mr. Bosch will find his way back on campus. Um, Whoa, that's a weird concept. We can call ourselves Georgia Tech alums, but one of the greatest of all time to ever play here, Chris Bosch, cannot. That's weird. Yeah.
0: uh, Speaking of, why did you ruin my segue into talking about you graduating? I
1: I always do. Awful.
0: Awful. So we do have another new Georgia Tech graduate joining us today. Uh, It just happens to be his second degree. (laughs) Congrats.
1: Thank you. Now we're um, we're
0: completely off the rails. You realize that?
1: Oh, we we will. Uh, I'll bring it back around with what I'm about to say. Um, For those who have been like, hey, where has uh, YJR been the last two weeks? Where has the history column been for six months? Uh, That has been all due to grad school, which is hard. So I've been taking a little uh, Chicago sabbatical the last two weeks. And uh, obviously, that's kind of where the podcast has been, too. So uh, we're back. We're feeling rejuvenated. Uh, Scions of the Southland isn't going anywhere. Uh, neither, is, neither is this podcast. Because we love to talk about all the stuff, um, including what other more maybe celebrated Twitter accounts or outlets may not uh, ever actually get around to talking about. Like uh, track, which is, uh, Oh, there it is. There you go. There you, had to believe, you had to believe it would get there. Actually you had to believe Go for it. You. Go for it. You, um, you're, you're on it this time. So fellow, uh, double jacket Georgia tech grad, Bria Matthews led the way, uh, at the ACC outdoor championships this past weekend. Uh, she was the outdoor MVP. She finished, uh, in second place in the conference in two different events Uh, Again, this is all after a catastrophic injury, I believe three-ish years ago, um, in which she had to completely switch her plant foot and all of that. Um, In the process, got her ECE bachelor's and then master's degree this year, uh, finishing out her eligibility. She is one of the best to ever do it on campus. So uh, congrats. But um, arguably not the best individual event performance we saw all weekend either with uh Nicole Fegans uh getting first and setting a meet record in the 10k which well that's uh that's pretty good <laughs> both both those ladies will get uh, very nice ACC first team uh showings for for those as well as we got a couple second teams as well notably uh Olivia Moore in the pole vault yeah I think she got sixth um the women got. Uh, let me check the score, but I believe what they get: eleventh and thirteenth for the men. Let's uh, let's double check that. You you vamp on something, and I will make sure that those two numbers are correct. Well,
0: I also am going to look this up because, as we know, both of us are well prepared podcasters.
1: Well, numbers just go in and out of my head, and I know that is saying something. For yeah, it was eleventh and oh, fourteenth. Uh so yeah, not not too great on the men's side. The women were in fourth after one day and kind of uh you know stacked their uh Moore, uh Matthews and Fegan's uh events early, uh so only wound up with 36 points. But um not a not a terrible showing. I don't know. Track has always been a bit uh spotty, I guess, for Georgia Tech. I feel like we've always had some really excellent top of the line performers, but the depth, honestly, the way we've talked about swimming in the past just hasn't really uh, been there to carry the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's a, it's another year. It's another year to, you know, gain experience, especially for the young players, insert, uh, insert a lot of coaching cliches and performance cliches, et cetera, et cetera. I believe that's the football staff's job, but uh that's- <sighs> We're not touching that one. It's it's the off season. You're not. Do not put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. They they can't hurt us. It's it's May. <laughs> oh, they can, but we're not going to go into it. Moving on. Uh, one bit of swimming news that I know you will like to hear. Uh, Clark Wakeland qualified for the U.S. Olympic Trials and I believe, the 400 meter something. I lost the tweet. Where was it? 400 meter free. He's a uh, with this boy, so that makes sense. Uh he did it with a split time of
1: 35689. Uh which uh pretty pretty good. Pretty 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 good. That's almost a minute faster than my best, so I cannot be uh judging him on that one. No, that's quite speedy. Uh for those of you who don't know the Olympic trials and the Olympics are in long course meters so if you're like what 400 free uh you guys usually talk about the 500 what happened um well the pool gets more a little more than twice as long um and uh yeah so less flip turns but also a 400 meter works out not obviously not exactly the same as a uh as a 500 yard but that is the equivalent event uh so yeah right up his right up his alley best of luck um being realistic for him to be in the top two, uh, in the entire country and go to the Olympics would be, uh, unlikely. I think it's a fair and political way to say that. But, uh, you know, the, the greatest meat in the world, in my humble opinion, uh, it is not the Olympics. It's probably U S Olympic trials, or maybe NCAAs, but, uh, I don't
0: know. You know, if you're going to take a stance, take the stance.
1: Fine, fine. The U.S. Olympic Trials meet is a better meet than the Olympics. There, I said it. Well, angry Olympic swimmers can direct comment
0: to at JakeGrant98 on Twitter. Ugh. I I
1: think we should just send them right into Carter's mentions, but... (laughs) Uh, Not Not our
0: best idea. Uh, Speaking of other interesting NCAA events, like you mentioned, the men's and women's tennis teams were at the NCAA team championships uh, this past weekend. The weekend before they were, were both in regional action, the women's team was seated 13th. So that means they hosted a regional here in Atlanta. They won that regional. Uh And then headed to I think the uh bubble for them was in Orlando, where they ended up getting swept by number six u c l a uh the men's team fell four three to Memphis in the Knoxville regional, so taking these as a composite and knowing that I think we still have the individual ones left, the individuals and double tournaments left, yep. How do we feel about this season of tennis
1: on the flats
0: Just uh, in
1: in a brief statement here? The women met expectations. The men exceeded expectations. Both make me feel the warm and fuzzies on the inside, even though they did not end in national championships. Okay. I can, I can deal with that. I mean, for, for the women,
0: it was obviously a sweet. It was a the sweet, sweet 16 loss, right? Yeah. Um, and well, especially against number six in the nation, UCLA. And they, I, I mean, they had beat number sixes earlier in the season, like Duke and Duke twice and number six, I think. Um, but some of those conferences, very,
1: very strong. <clears throat> I just thought of something that is brilliant. Uh oh. Look at these two teams and tell me they do not exactly parallel, uh, other than the fact that the men's team uh, is super young the basketball programs of their respective genders.
0: I mean, I see it. One of them lost in the first round and the women went to the sweet six. Okay. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting
1: down. Women met. Oh, well the women, the women's basketball team still exceeded expectations uh, or at least, Far expectations. Expectations. but, but women's tennis got their, you know, their, their respectable seed. And they won through through their regionals. They got the regional title into the Sweet 16. Very respectable. The men lost a tough, gutty match to a mid-major team uh, in in a relatively tough regional. That is, I don't know. It's not a perfect metaphor, but I couldn't pass up saying it, at least. I. You know what? I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to leave it
0: there because I don't know if I have better analysis than that.
1: I, uh... I will say, the men, we get three more years of just absolutely excellent tennis. I That was me knocking on wood. I hope it only gets better uh, for Anders Martin, uh, for uh, Marcus McDaniel, Pablo Keshav, all the way down, Shendong, uh, all the way down the roster. I think they can build on what they did this year. Um, they're one of the last teams in the tournament. You know, like it's not... We're really making a habit of that this this uh, postseason, aren't we? Yeah, no kidding. Um, but uh, now one of the last teams in the tournament—they're all underclassmen. Um, that is that is great. Uh, looking forward to great things from them next year. And uh, the women—they put together one last ride with what I would say is the old core of players. You know, the Vicky Vicky Flores and Kenya Jones belong to that Final Four team and and that squad at least in in my rose colored glasses a lot more than they do the current very young uh crew but um <laughs> no seeing seeing them go is is a travesty for all they've done on campus um a lot of what i mean heck i, I see our i see the women's tennis social media numbers like it's it, a lot of our you know readers on from the rumble seat don't click on you know YJR they don't I guess if they're not listening to the podcast they won't hear this but hopefully uh y'all have grown to appreciate them because what they've done is excellent and even outside of what we can cover and and do the involvement especially of their two senior leaders in uh the student athletic board and the student government um and just you know building relationships with campus for their team and for them as individuals is you know not something you see from a ton of athletes so that that will be missed in terms of, you know, that leadership aspect too. Total
0: person program, total person program.
1: Yep. That's all I got. I, I,
0: I don't have anything to play off of that. So we're, we're moving on to, uh, one bit of golf news. Golf is still in the NCAA tournament. Um, they are second right now in the Tallahassee regional, as we record, I think play is concluded for the day. Uh, they were 11 under par as a team in the first round. I think there's probably the requisite for rounds as per usual. So we will uh, anxiously await to see how golf does in this one.
1: Uh-huh. I, um, I believe top five go through unless, say, COVID changed the rules on me and I didn't uh follow through enough on that, but – Top two is a good place to be. Uh, they're playing with FSU and Liberty tomorrow. And like we said, I think three or four weeks ago, they saved playing their best golf for this time of year. And I think that's, a, that's an okay place to be, right? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's a really good place to be, especially if you're on top of the game. Um, and
0: especially this program that has come so close in the last couple of years. Now, wouldn't it be a sight? Uh, for this team that we've been talking, talking a little dirty about all year, to uh, come and surprise us here.
1: Yeah, I um, I, I still maintain, yeah, I'm, yeah, men's lax, yeah, club swim, whatever. Last year, that that's club sports. I think men's golf was so loaded that a trophy finish at NCAA's was the expectation last year, uh, and for them to not get that chance is is sad. But for them to bounce back off of losing not one but two (laughs) of the last two amateur uh, U.S. amateur champions is nothing short of incredible. So hopefully they keep uh, riding the vibe, uh, uh, enjoying the Tallahassee golf courses and not the Tallahassee nightlife, and uh, and seeing to the finish. You know, three days left in Tallahassee, and then
0: a super regional, and then the final. So, yep. Gonna be one one heck of an next couple weeks for that program. Switching gears to the bat and ball sports instead of the bat or the ball and club sports. Uh, Softball recently concluded their season. Uh, They were off in the one week that we did not record, Um, but they were ended up still being seated ninth in the ACC tournament. They were in the play in one of the play in spots. Uh, they faced off against the 10-seed, I think it was the 10-seed, Cuse, uh, Syracuse. Eight-seed. Eight-seed? Uh, eight yeah. Eight-seed? Mm. Yeah. I need to read my brackets better. So the eight-seed, Cuse, uh, and then also against Clemson after advancing. Uh, they no-hit, Cuse. They they put on a show in the playing round there. Well, uh, that's credit to Blake and Elliman
1: for putting on a show on the mound. To the extent that we almost did an emergency recording of the podcast uh, last week to try and uh, to
0: get try little... and fit
1: that in, yeah, because um, yeah, even on sabbatical, news still happens. But um, what was I going to say? Um, this team is clearly better than their record. I think we can say after 2-0, like, if it weren't for um, you know one or one or two. More inches on, on batted balls. Uh, that that Clemson game would have been a tie game, probably would have gone to extras. Two gems from Blake Nellman in, in two days. That's a lot of pitches on the arm. Uh, almost flawless fielding. Heck, flawless like coaching calls to go to the VAR twice on... Oh my God, uh, he called it VAR instead of instant replay. Obviously, the Mallory Black play... Uh, well, for those of you who didn't watch, uh, the first one... Um, wound up with a Clemson player spiking our starting third baseman in the hand as she tried to dive back into third or second, didn't really have a great angle on the base. So I think she was probably out. Um, but uh, on the very next play, uh, Emma Koff was sliding into third, was called out on the play, which would have been the third out of the inning. Uh, Eileen Morales, coach, was standing immediately above it. She she knew it was safe. Great, great call to use the experimental rules. Um, Here's where I go back on what I said to open the podcast and say that uh, replay is also important in, in getting critical calls like this in close games right. Um, I firmly believe that this call was the right one, even if, uh, even if there was gray area in the Mallory Black one, this was clearly uh, the right call. But um, the point is, where I was going to say and justify that they were better than their record, um, Georgia Tech softball. Missed two series in the middle of the in the middle of the season. Oh yeah, this is the point were? that I was going to make. Do you remember what those were for? Uh, for well, the one for of the them football? was Cuse. Well, do you know what the other one was? VT, UNC, no. UNC. It was North Carolina. Do you know what place North Carolina finished in the conference? Uh, probably in the
0: eighth spot. Oh, uh, no, you said Cuse was in the eighth spot. Yeah. yeah. Try the
1: other seed that you thought Cuse was. The ten spot, yeah, yeah, they did. Um, and Georgia Tech also did not play number uh, last, <laughs> number last, number last. Incredible math, number here. last, Boston College. Um, so much like looking at our, you know, our basketball, um, men's basketball, and being like, hey, we were good, and we we didn't even play all these chump teams, blah blah blah, whatever. Georgia Tech played some quite heavy hitters, and and you saw them struggle a lot during the middle of the season. Well, Virginia Tech, tournament team. Louisville, sixth seed in the conference, didn't play Syracuse. Swept Virginia, who was – wait, they were the real number last, but, you you know, you get the point. Um, Notre Dame went one and three. Notre Dame's in the tournament. Uh, NC State. Solid team right right, right around where we we saw, but their their lineup is just incredible, and then close games against Florida State and Clemson um Florida State and Clemson are absolutely tournament teams. Clemson is the number one seed in the Athens regional uh so they're number one seed in a regional they don't even get to host, which yes, I hate the fact that Clemson softball is good um stop making that's me a, that's a that's a
0: discussion me. for another but, time We can that. take some solace.
1: That they also did not win this tournament. They are in the Athens regional and they're not the top seed. Wait, no, that's Duke. My bad. My apologies. Duke is a national seed in the Athens regional. Anyways, you get the point. Granted during the year we didn't play Duke either, but to miss 4 games against Syracuse, a team that we clearly played very well against. 4 games against North Carolina uh that we probably would have matched up very well against given our pitching and our hitting uh, and them missing their number one pitcher most of the year. And then not even playing uh dear old Boston college that uh, it
0: hurts, that, especially when you consider that they were what, like six or seven games off
1: of 500. Yeah. Um, I think this is a 500 team. If, if we play those two uh, those two series, you know, it's possible. It's certainly possible. Or or maybe not. I, I I was thinking a wait, no, 'cause they're a four game series. They could have gone like a like a seven and one and been right in the ballpark of five hundred, which obviously reads a lot different than finishing six games under five hundred, you know? Yeah. I, I don't
0: think it's so I I think one of the important parts to say here is I don't think that would have gotten them into the NCAA tournament. Well not at all. I, I think their RPI is still too low. But it would have at least, you know, we would have been able to have a conversation about does this season count as growth? Right? Do, yep. Ha, what, like, has this program shown growth even in a COVID affected year compared to 2019, honestly? But, and even in 2019, they've kept most of the pieces, they kept most of the pieces from that 2019 team, that last full season together. Right. So you would be able to sort of have that conversation. It is, kind of unfortunate that you sort of look at the record and there that kind of eliminates the idea or the that discussion point
1: right yeah and uh you also have to think this is a team that got well either like was shaky or had an error whatever also just at least a little bit unlucky right you're you're like three pitches away from winning three more games um you're a, a, a a few feet away from. Beating Clemson in the ACC tournament, sure, but you know, winning one of those FSU games, winning one of those Clemson games. um, Granted, it it, it kind of shoots that argument in the foot when you you know splits series against Troy or or Kennesaw State or or whatnot. But yeah, if you look at past schedules, not 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 to knock the the Georgia Tech softball program, but. Those teams that finished above five hundred, the first two years of the Morales uh, era, they had a lot of more out-of-conference games, right? And and a lot of those games, yeah, sure, you have a a series in Ames against uh, Iowa State or whatnot. But, um, you know, for as many of those, it's not like they were destroying the Alabama-Auburn-Georgias of the world when we played them midweek. But we were shellacking Georgia State, you know? So, I I don't know if you can necessarily call it growth, but I think, and especially if we would have played a more normal uh, schedule, it would have at least been steady, I think. Because, you know, a month and a half ago, we were probably like, oh my goodness, the sky is falling on this program, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know. It's been... I think we need to take some time and really dig deep into the maybe even some of the analytics here at play if we can find them because I just want to understand what like what are some key metrics and this is going to sound super businessy but like what are the key metrics behind their performance this year compared to like 2019 right yeah, like I, I think it's easy to just point the finger at pitching, and I, I think we've done that a lot. But it's not necessarily an easy. It's not necessarily the whole picture. It's just the more.
1: It's just the most obvious
0: shade of paint. Here. Or as
1: as good of a or a solid of a lineup as we had, we also stranded. A lot of runners, too. You know, like the that, tech tradition to leave runners on base, it, and we'll get. It's to more that, than know. we can dive into or do justice diving into. I think in the time we have for this podcast, but it's this is the first program, at least to me, that comes to mind when I say one of the things we can do this summer. Whether it's you know serialize history, whether it's look at uh, our program, other programs, do bits that we shamelessly uh, are inspired by other podcasts to do, et cetera. Um, deconstructing softball, I think, with the amount of pitches they see, the amount of that bats they get, we could probably do a deep dive into this. I wouldn't even – yes, I would Time to run the analytics,
0: Jake. Time to put them together ourselves and watch, what, like 30, 40 games of softball back again?
1: Um, I mean, sure. But only if you let me do it in Excel, you know.
0: Boy, we're, we're we'll have a discussion about that off air. I refuse to let you do anything programming related on Excel. Moving on, uh, other things that uh probably should not be done if you want success. Baseball went one and two in Miami, they are somehow still first in the coastal. Uh, I'm very confused by this personally, they still have not. Officially secured a spot in the ACC tournament. I'm what? not also not entirely sure how that works.
1: Yes, um, they have, my guy. Oh, they, they secured it weeks ago.
0: Really, I did not. Yeah. They didn't get a special tweet from the ACC baseball account, so clearly well, it's not official.
1: Because we're not Duke and NC State, who are like the dregs at the end. um With Duke being completely eliminated from the uh the coastal race, the only school, by the way. That is completely eliminated from at least a share of the coastal is Duke and they're locked in. So uh we have to we have to be in. We can't not be in if they're locked in.
0: Sure hope so. Uh People speaking of things them, that were not locked in. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining my segue. You're ruining my no segue ahead. by over no me. Uh speaking of things that were not locked in, the Georgia Tech Bullpen for most of this series. Uh it, it fell apart of the seams on uh, on the Sunday, didn't it?
1: It did. Um Could not hit the broad side of a barn uh, with, uh, I don't know, baseball. Um, Not great. That is not how you win a baseball game. It Uh, really is not. I mean, you had a tech team that was hitting very
0: well early on in that game. They put up four or five runs uh, by the fifth inning. And then seventh inning comes along. You uh, walk three players in 11 11 pitches. And, uh, you know... It's not a recipe for success.
1: Yeah. The um the 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 only saving grace, I think, of the weekend, and, and we can break down at least a little bit the the wonderful start by, by Marquise Grissom Jr. Uh and then Crawford giving yep. up and well uh to relieve him. But um the saving grace on the weekend was that Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech, while we lost two games, they lost three. <laughs> so <laughs> if Miami gained some ground in the division race. Um, they would need, I believe, a sweep to catch us. Um, but don't quote me on that. Um but don't
0: the, invoke the wrath of the sporting gods. I've already had enough of that with the Braves starting and best pitcher punching something in the dugout and breaking his
1: hand. But that's a uh, very Carlos Zambrano of him, but uh but yeah, no. The Georgia Tech with with Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech sliding had 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 a great opportunity for uh to basically put the coastal away, but but we did not. Um do we how much do we want to break down this inning because I feel like I really don't they, want to revisit it. I, I honestly gonna...
0: don't. It was three it, he, the dude and I I don't want to shame the guy by like putting his name out there, but the dude put together three walks on it was literally three walks on eleven pitches to load the bases. How do you
1: do three walks on eleven pitches? Is that a three ball walk? Oh wait, uh, yeah, because that that has to be at least twelve, right? Yeah. Well, okay. It was.
0: He may have hit a guy. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I'd have to go look it up. But it was. He. Oh no no no! It was he only threw. Here's what it was. He only threw three strikes in eleven pitches. Ah, and that trend resulted in three walks because there was already a runner
1: on, yeah. Okay, yeah, that- there was
0: already a runner on, so he loaded the bases, and then someone hit a uh, a right, a shallow right field single to score three runs and cut the tech lead to one. And then there was a two run RBI single right after that that put Miami ahead by one, and the game kind of just ended there in my opinion. So, so yeah, not not our best work from, from the Georgia tech bullpen. Um, I also, this is one of the situations where you kind of have to be like, why didn't the manager pull the pitcher when you (laughs) knew that he had faced three batters and was having trouble throwing strikes? That is a good Uh, question. A lot of mysteries to be solved uh on at, at Russ Chandler Stadium. Or excuse me, Macney's park ballpark at Russ Chandler Stadium.
1: Yeah, I uh uh I don't know. We we get to watch him well by the time this comes out it'll be today, but we, we get to watch him play UGA. That was quite the theatrical, the theatrical game. Uh the last time that uh we did battle against those guys. Um so, you know, it's uh it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a weird week. week. I be was be gonna say I I I wanted at least out of our last seven games, uh probably three, four wins, um, to feel comfortable about tournament stuff. And we got one. <laughs> so we're we're leaving a couple in the chamber here. We need uh we need to we need to put together some wins, at least in my humble opinion. Um beating UGA would be good. Um, mm-hmm. Taking the series against UNC would be good. Uh, I have put together in Excel, mind you, um, oh. our odds for this weekend. Obviously, it's a little bit uh, slapdash because um, because all I do is wait uh, conference conference results in here. But according to previous con- uh, conference results, we have a 15 percent chance of a sweep, 40 percent chance of winning two, uh, 35 of winning one and 11 of getting swept. So I think uh, winning two obviously would be the ideal result against UNC. It's also the most likely result. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, winning two would also, for our coastal race chances, since we were talking about that, uh, that would leave us with a 0.583 win percentage. Pittsburgh cannot catch that. Uh, Virginia Tech cannot catch that. Neither can Miami, North Carolina, Virginia. You're or- really
0: doing the sell so, job where yeah. we where we blow it.
1: You know that, right? I know. I know. I'm just saying it, we don't need a sweep. We just need we just need two, uh, and, and even one wouldn't sink those chances either, depending on what everyone else is doing. Actually, only one win would. Wait, never mind. Wait, yeah, only one win would uh, tie us with UNC uh for the uh division title. So and obviously that's invoking your you're really invoking the wrath here. That's independent of what Miami and Pitt can do too. If Miami and Pitt both sweep then then we're screwed. But uh yeah. So please win to Georgia Tech. That would be very nice and uh make our lives a lot better as we roll into uh roll into tournament time. It's also worth noting that Kendall Rogers, I believe on Twitter, was talking about Tech being a top 16 team uh, and not even being able to host their own regional, a la Duke in Athens uh, for softball, um, as recently as last Friday. But I don't know. How. I don't. I watch this team and I do not
0: see it. I'm I'm sorry. Like, this is sacrilege, but I do not see it top 16. See
1: it. Well, I was going to say, I just don't see how that's possible anymore after. After well, blowing the series. This, Everybody, everybody loses a game, you know, and seriously, two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three gets you to the playoffs if you do that every week for a whole year, right? But you needed to win Sunday for that to even still remotely be a, oh yeah. You
0: needed to win in, you
1: needed to, or at least lose not in the fashion that you did. I I don't even think that's true. I I think they needed the win, but um, hey, maybe they'll win four. Maybe they'll sweep through the ACC tournament there's a lot of baseball still to be played uh, before we even start worrying about selection shows. So, Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh,
0: speaking of baseball, I hear you have a baseball related topic to, uh, you know, round us out here.
1: I do. Um, and that is noting that I've now been to three MLB parks this season, which is just a refreshing uh, return to form for yours. Truly uh, in the last eight days, I've been to both Wrigley field and Comiskey park. Uh, And have had Chicago style hot dogs at both, Um, and I think I can say that the North Side does it better, even with my bias. But the prices and beer selection at Comiskey are much better. So if you're planning a trip to Chicago, um, best ballparks, uh, or sorry, best ballparks to get hot dogs, obviously are both in Chicago. Uh, Best to get a brat is Milwaukee. Um, But uh, while you're there, if you're looking for a hot dog, some Ivy, and uh, the best ambiance. That's Wrigley, but you're going to pay a lot more. Um, And if you want to see some, at this point, better baseball, uh, go to the South Side because, uh, well, Atlanta's not cutting it for me right now. And quite frankly, not cutting
0: it for anyone right now.
1: The Cubs just make me sad. So, uh, yeah, the the, the South Side seems like the place to catch a game.
0: Also, you keep calling it Comiskey. It's uh, called Guaranteed Rate Field. Thank you.
1: I I refuse to respect that. I'm not even a Sox fan and I'll never say that. You could call <laughs> it US cellular. I, I I can see the uh the Sears Tower from my house, you know. That that's the Ooh. Uh-huh. Okay. Actually, it makes me sad that you'll never know the uh delight of having a Chicago style hot dog. You
0: know, the way that you uh fantasize about those maybe I'm better
1: off not having one. <laughs> oh, I think uh I think I we'll we we'll this back. point. Yeah.
0: We're we're done. We'll see you next week. We will hopefully have some more <laughs> fun things to talk about a
1: little bit. Oh right? so